All right, so welcome back to the Talking Average Fitness Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sam Burns. I'm joined, as always, um, by my my fellow partner, comrade, and dad bod fitness, Mr. Kevin McCarthy. Kevin, how are you today, sir? Can we start a company called Dad Bod Fitness? I'm pretty sure Dad Bod Fitness or Dad Bod Something is a. Does um, it exist? Yeah, Dad it Bod does. Chronicles exists. Dad Bod Chronicles. It's um Mickey. So they got yeah, him, I'm sure. Also, um, uh, Ben Smith has a programming track called Dad Bod. Is it? Yeah, pretty sure. And then, I mean, R.I.P. Hamplan, Austin, and Craig and Paul don't do the Dad session anymore because that was the that was wild. Did you ever look yeah. at any of those sessions on Hamplan? Like you, you know, click over to the dad session and see what they were doing. Yeah. What nonsense was going on. Yeah. It was wild. Right. They'd be like, they'd be like, all right, you're going to warm up with like ski handstand walk, like <laughs> 10, minute, 10, 10 minute EMOM. There's like 10 minute EMOM, like on the first minute, 20, 20, 20 cows on the second minute, 50 foot handstand walk, you have 10 minutes. All right. All right now we're warm. And then yeah. after you're warm, you're going to do something like, I don't know. It was like handstand push up and dumbbell snatch and some fucking thing or another GHD sit up i'm making stuff up and yeah. it was like a 15 minute amrap and then once you're done that because you dumbbell snatch now you're just gonna like snatch heavy but for austin it was gonna be a low hang snatch because you didn't want the, like the barbell dropping to wake up uh your kid mm -hmm. so he's like low hang snatch triples or some shit and it's like all done in a 35 minute window and i'm like jesus yeah my i'll never forget hobart being on a, like he's he was away somewhere and he's documenting like you know, hotel room workout is like mm. warm up, 10 minute EMOM, 15 burpees. I'm like, Fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah, and that I, checks out. Like we did one with James. This was the like, uh, it was like the summer of 21. So like training for like attempt at semifinals and yeah. uh, like Frank Minervini had come down to town um, and we're just in the gym with James. And he was like, yeah, we're just going to warm up. We're like, all right, what are we going to do? He's like, all right, we're going to waterfall, us three idiots. It's like, we're going to waterfall. As soon as he says that, you're like, I'm, we're done. Uh, this isn't a warm-up. This is the whole thing. <laughs> he goes, he goes, yeah, let's just get warm. All right, James, what do you want to do? <clears throat> well, it's waterfall, like uh, 250 meters on a Concept 2 bike. And the bike is always going, just kind of like right. you know, waterfall <clears throat> through it. And he's like, so 250 meters on a Concept 2 bike, 10 strict handstand push-ups. And I was like, for how, how many long? rounds you yeah, so, you know, so that's the thing is then, then you ask well how many rounds you want to do and he just goes i don't know until we feel tired awesome so you like you, you just go until james feels like being done we did one at team training before you joined at one nation we we're like i don't know a bunch of idiots but like five six people yeah and it was like we're just gonna waterfall in teams of three we're gonna waterfall sets of five muscle-ups until you can't do muscle-ups anymore and that was the team training workout was you just do muscle-ups until your arms fall off <laughs> The Hobart that special. checks out. <clears throat> yeah, that sounds like a, a one nation team training thing. It was like it was the muscle piece, and then it was load up a barbell, and you did uh, touch and go sets of three squat cleans at like one eighty five until you got tired. <laughs> a Hobart special. Fuck I hell. I can't remember who programmed it, but one of the times yeah. when I was an intern there years ago, I've never forgotten this workout. Mm. Partners, partner yeah. number one, uh, runs two hundred meters. Partner sure. number two does double dumbbell ground to overhead, like 12 minute AMRAP. And so you just never stop. There's never a moment when you're not doing something. No. And you're just like, 
your your running, which is posterior chain, like hamstrings, glutes, yep. the whole thing, and then like double dumbbell ground to overhead is just like a back snap fold in half with a pair of dumbbells, <laughs> and it's like at no, yeah, exactly. Because at no point during that are you like, let me just stay braced. You're like, let me just get the dumbbells to the floor <laughs> as no. quickly as I can. No, gosh, <clears throat> gross, fun stuff, stupid fitness. Stupid we should fitness. do a podcast episode where we just go through like just dumb fitness shit that we've done, just like reminisce. I, I was on a, I did something <laughs> like that recently. We should do that. I, I did something like we that should. recently. I was, I was on a work trip and my, my colleague is a CrossFit guy. We spent the, like, we're, it was one of those gigs where like you, we shared the hotel room. And so we're like, you know, we got to get up at some stupid hour to go set up mm -hmm. for something or other. And, and he's like, What's your favorite hero workout? Because the next morning they were doing um, Chad, and Ooh. and uh, we spent the next hour scrolling, just being like, "Have you done this workout? What about this workout? Oh, I like this workout. Oh, this workout sucks." <laughs> just... There's there's so many. Yeah, there's so many. Chad was something this year. I I did Chad. It was like probably I think my second or third time doing Chad, and I we were doing just like open gym. At mm -hmm. CrossFit Tilt, like just letting people come and do it because yep. it takes seven days. Um, and I just like had a gap where it was like, I know a big chunk of people are working out here and a big chunk are working out here. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try and like slot myself in the middle there mm -hmm. um, where there's less people to try and keep track of. Um, yep. And so I like pull out a box and I just, I mean, in theory, you would warm up to like actually get your tissues prepared for the volume. But mm -hmm. I was like, we're just going to start stepping. I didn't put on a vest, um, which some people were just like, no vest. And I was like, no, 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 I'm just going to make it hurt. <laughs> and they're like, well, what do you mean if you're going to make it hurt? I'm like, I'm just going to go fast. Like I'm going to literally step up a thousand as fast as humanly possible. And only people believe me until like I finished in like 35 minutes. Yeah. And like my legs were exploded. Yeah. Um, and I was like laying on the floor, just cooked. Like, yep, nope, didn't need a vest. Imagine that. Same thing with Murph. Did, you don't need a vest to get God, loose. You really don't need the vest. <clears throat> I love Murph without the vest. Like, I can't tell if I love it or hate it because it just means you can go faster if you don't have the vest. Right. You know, that's where like a lot of people tend to hide behind load and workouts. They're like, oh, if I do the RX load, I can go slower because the barbell's heavy. Yep. Anyways, this isn't at all what we were going to talk about today. This is not at all. <laughs> Kevin asked, so so full disclosure, Kevin asked what we want to talk about, and I said, we shouldn't do the open. Or, or not. Why, not, why uh, shouldn't you do the open? Right, right, yeah. So it, it, he's like, you you mean me? <laughs> like, no. I was, like, I was like, me specifically? Like, yeah, I shouldn't I'm, do the open? <clears throat> I'm going to lay a very specific case for why you shouldn't give tw uh, CrossFit $20. Okay. That's really what it comes down to. Okay. And, I still give thoughts and feelings and yeah, I don't know what my thoughts and feelings are to be honest. I haven't like done CrossFit super consistently just as prepping for soccer season. I'm like working it back in regularly doing CrossFit like three times a week. And yeah, I'll always do some form of CrossFit stuff because I enjoy it and believe in it and the whole thing. But Absolutely. there's like part of me, it's like, well, my big competition is soccer season. I'm in preseason. We have preseason, like we have a preseason match against a professional Academy team. Um, like, in the second week of the open that's awesome. and i'm like well so um anyways continue. so <clears throat> i i'm going down the rabbit hole on this and so like i i registered i registered for the i've already paid my 20 dollars fucking spent 
can't get that back. Um, And so I'm, you know, we're leading up it. They make the announcement next week, this week, Mm -hmm. this, this week on Thursday. Nope. Sorry. This week's already happened on Thursday. Next week on Thursday. Yeah. This coming is it. It's Saturday. Saturday. So this coming on Thursday. And, um, and so they do that and they're going to make the announcement. I'm going to do the workout. I, at my local affiliate, I got, I got opted, co-opted to join a team for an intramural um, open as well. So come on. Yeah, that's great. So fun. Love it. And I'm like, that's so much more fun. Like right away. So much more fun. And wouldn't it cost me $20? And like two years ago, I wouldn't have cared. Two years yeah. ago, I would have laid out like a like a 15 point plan about how and why you should do the open. Like, and when I say that, I mean, pay CrossFit to register and do the open. <clears throat> I don't, I, I can't say that I got that same drive inside of me anymore. Mm. And so I started doing some research, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to share screens here. Like a present present share screen uh i'm gonna share a window i'm gonna share the whole window so and make sure nothing pops up to do not disturb there that way okay so uh <laughs> so the infinity window right yeah screen screenception there we go screen screenception Find your perfect so, grips right oh, fucking a. victory grips uh, <clears throat> i love those things man i do love victory yeah. grips Fingerless, flop it over, no thumb. That's so, the way roll, baby. I hate you. So, <laughs> this is a this is an article written by Mike Halpin. And so, anybody who doesn't know Mike Halpin, this is Mike Halpin. He is a, a writer and analyst for Be Friendly Fitness and for the Morning Chalk Up. He's a level one trainer. Um, probably like a uh, you know like a reasonably fit human being if he's been doing this quite a while, you know. Um, he runs a thing called known and unknowable where he like posts about what he writes and like does analytics. Um, so this is, this is who he is, right? Um, this is an article called the unaffiliated, the, the unaffiliated, the unregistered and the dearly departed, right? And so what he's doing is he's examining people who are registered for the open. So in this particular case, people who are registered for the open, but they're unaffiliated. Fourth example, people like Brent, uh, Brent Fikowski or Ariel, Ariel Lowen, right? Yeah. What garage we see, gamers. garage gamers, exactly. So what we see is post twenty twenty one and really the beginning of COVID, like COVID into like mid COVID, post COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Unaffiliated yeah. registration. So percentage of people who are unaffiliated, re- like, um, who? Pardon me. Who are unaffiliated and who are, um going into a the crossfit open massive jumps like 18 to 34 essentially the individual numbers more than double so many yes and still more than double uh per 20 like from 2020 um and then 2020 open was in 2019 yes yeah there is that too so so that was a smaller registration anyway but even if you look at if you look at the 2019 open, which is like 
2018, 2019, those were our last sane years. Yep. 2023 is, there are more people, more individuals who are unregistered yeah. than there were in 2018 or 2019. Now, I think a good chunk of that, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say 2023 is starting to get back towards uh, like 2018 numbers as far as like, I mean, you have, you have more people in the older age groups that are, yep. um, at least if I'm reading the colors right, in yep. the older age groups that are, um, like there's a larger chunk of those that are unaffiliated. Yep. But the like open division, like 18 to 34 yep. numbers seem to be approaching back to 2018 numbers Yep. in terms of, so that's interesting. I, I think <clears throat> I think a chunk of this is there were a bunch of affiliates that closed during COVID. And so yeah. all of those people went to other places, like what he says here, functional fitness gyms, or they might have decked out a garage gym, right? Yep. So all of that's a possibility. Um, great. Um, and then he talks about Don Fall and 30 million crossfitter, crossfitters like – uh, what if it's the methodology without certified coaching and paid affiliation we're talking about? Fall gets these questions and more, blah, 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 non-addressable audience of uh, outside of affiliates. Um, so he says the, uh, the focus for 2024 is net growth within affiliates, but over time they will branch beyond to non-addressable audiences outside of affiliates, which is an interesting statement, but I want to leave that alone, <clears throat> right? Then there are people who are just unregistered, right? Um, how many people are, so he's, you know, theoretical on March 1st, look around your affiliate during Friday night lights for 24 one, how many are registered now, how many people are doing the workout and just having fun, right? Yep. So at the Midwest affiliate owners meeting, there are a bunch of examples. One affiliate owner shared that 160 athletes in their gym, um, and only 20 registered through CrossFit to do the open, Right. Reasons behind participating or, or not registering are all the ones you may have heard before. I'm not going to the games. My $20 goes a lot further in my affiliates pocket versus HQs. Andrew Charlesworth, who works for CrossFit HQ, said uh, the focus isn't on registrations. It's on affiliate owners having an amazing community event, making it a party of it on Friday Night Lights. Athletes participating and having fun pushing themselves and all the owners praying for limited redos. <laughs> attempting the open workout again and again before the deadline in the days that follow the lack of insight into registrations versus participation can drastically skew data and leave a question mark and then there are departed so the departed are people who are registered through an affiliate but that affiliate has chosen to de-affiliate right so yeah. they're kind of like in no man's land <clears throat> yeah what i think is interesting through all of this is they say as an example i'm not going to the games or the money goes a lot further in my affiliates, but they don't give a reason why you shouldn't do that. Like there's nothing here that makes the case for registering with CrossFit. Right. And then we get to this. So this is the week five qualifying for quarterfinals thing. And we've talked about this before, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so blah, blah, blah. Outs, you know, the open is the beginning, middle and end of our CrossFit season. Outside of that, for the top 10%, the fund doesn't end there. You can go to quarterfinals. Oh, no, wait, it's 25%, right? Mm -hmm. So in basic terms, the season isn't much different from one system to the other. If you leave out asterisk years, CrossFit took a five-week open to a three-week open. So, and this is what it looks like, right? Um, in 2024, games team is expanding quarterfinals to be a quarter of the field, Castro explained. And now this is what it's going to look like, right? Currently, 
in, let's say, North America East, there are 23,138 men registered. That's going to go from 23,314 uh, uh, humans to 5,785 humans. Massive yeah. jump, right? And it would like mm -hmm. proportional to the percentage of people who are being let in, blah, 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 right? As of this week, around 42,000 athletes across all divisions will qualify, qualify for quarterfinals. That's over 25,000 additional athletes <laughs> compared to the cut, to, to, compared to the 10% cut line, right? Yep. So uh, he says, the reason I can tell you qualifying number right now is that Rossi bases both qualifying percentage and percentiles on open registration, not on open participation. So this is an interesting detail. So this is in 2023, there were 169,000 people registered. Only 157,000 of them actually did anything. As they posted at least one score. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. So they, these people, there are 12,000 people who paid $20 and didn't do anything with it. Right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Let's assume... Open participation, open registration to participate. Let's go for registration. Um, so do a real quick math here. Um, uh, one, six, nine, nine, five, one, five, four, uh, 15. Okay, that's a 9% rise. Okay. Mm -hmm. Times. Okay, so somewhere between 170 to 185,000 people, if they have the same the same jump in open registration, right? Mm -hmm. Somewhere between 170 and 185,000 people will register for the open. Let's be conservative. Let's assume 175,000, right? Mm -hmm. $20 a pop, that's $3.5 million. Mm -hmm. I cannot currently come up with a good reason why CrossFit should get $3.5 million for doing nothing. And it's not like they're doing nothing, but there's a lot of nothing. No, it's probably how they pay James. So it is probably how they pay James. Yeah. <clears throat> and like, goes to James. And like so like the staff get paid out of the yeah. Uh the staff get paid out of the registrations. Mm -hmm. And so like you get a handful of handful of staff members and that you know, one event covers that that staff members pay travel, um, food and lodging, blah, blah, blah. Um <clears throat> I know that we both know people who work for HQ in non-staff roles who mm -hmm. they like literally uh, like administrative or support staff, like people who work behind the scenes. Like if you email them, they're the people, if like, if you email HQ, they're the people who are responding. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so some of that is going to pay them. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. But like, no, so that's like, so again, you're like, it makes me laugh because it that like it, exactly what you're kind of like 
hinting at right now is kind of like the the guy Frank CrossFit Affiliate Collective is yeah. like getting all riled up about where he's like all this money is going into HQ and they're doing fuck all with it yeah. um, or, or seemingly anyways. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure that like most of us aren't exactly privy to like what I, I don't know. Like Don Fall hosted a, a it might not have been Don Fall. There was like a town hall or something. It was probably Don Fall. And they were just like, it was all like the vague business. Like we're working on this and we're waiting for a rollout on that. And so it's like, yeah. you know, you kind of, you kind of know what that means. Like, like not much is going to happen there, but you can't yeah. like a hundred percent say for certain. Cause you never know. Like it, in six months, CrossFit could like blow everyone's doors off and be like, have, have a look at this and what we've been working on. Um, but who, so who knows? Anyways. Um, yeah, I mean, I think as far as like the paying twenty dollars to do the open, mm-hmm. the only like legitimate reason, like I tell people they should do the open, just like and and do the open could be I did the workouts and I kept track of stuff, but it's like I yeah, did the, the whiteboard will do that for me. <laughs> Well, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. you, you know, like you could log your thing and like see where you stack up, like and be on the whiteboard with all the different, like the uh, percentiles for work for anyways. Or if you're just like a, uh, uh, like self-aware mm-hmm. athlete and you're mm-hmm. like, Ooh, double unders didn't go as well this year as it did last year. Like maybe I should, you know, practice those a little more, you know, whatever. Um, it's a good kind of gauge of where your fitness is and, and all of that, but you don't need quote unquote need to pay $20 and slap your name on a leaderboard to find that stuff out. If you're like willing to pay attention now on your competition dashboard, they like you post all your scores and you'll get like a, an athlete rating out of 10 Mm -hmm. based on your placing in the open. Mm -hmm. And then if you register for and complete quarterfinals, then that rating goes up. Um, and so it's like, you get that, you get to see like exactly where competitively you stand yeah. in and amongst your, your peers and, and all of that. But it's like, unless you're so concerned with the competition aspect of it. And some people yeah. do need like, Hey, I paid 20 bucks. My name's on a leaderboard. So now I'm going to give it a go. Some sure. people do need that to like actually give it a go. Or, or give it everything they can. But aside from that, I don't really have a good reason outside of like, I'm competitive and I want to see where I stack up. Yeah. I don't have a good reason outside of that for you to pay $20. I know that what we did at CrossFit Tilt, you'll enjoy this, is like there wasn't as much a push of like sign up for the open through CrossFit. Yep. We had people sign up for the Tilt Affiliate Cup. And okay. so across all the affiliates, right? So we had like three affiliates, two teams. Each year was a different color, like mm-hmm. or a different set of colors. But like people would sign up. They would pay 20 bucks to cross a tilt. Yeah. And um, we would just randomly sort people into two teams. Yep. Red and blue black and gray, whatever it was, um, sort people into two teams and they would get a shirt. Um, 
that was that color and CrossFit tilt and like, you know, red team and all that good stuff. And the way it worked was like, you would, you could gain points mm-hmm. each week. It was, it was more of a, exactly what saying, like a participation thing, not a part. That's not how I want to phrase it. Uh, like a community. I don't know if bonding is the right word, but we're going to use it like event where it didn't met like any modification options were on the board, like available. So we had like RX and scaled options, like for the open on the yep. whiteboard, like yep. written up there for like those that were doing it. Yep. But then we were like, if you need to do a combination of these, or if there's like a third modification option for this movement that you normally use in class and you mm-hmm. want to jam with it, then like sick, um, you would get points by doing the workout, like yep. doing the open workout. If you did it at Friday night lights, you yep. got two points. So like point for the workout point for the Friday night lights There's two points. If you did it, if you did it, then yep. you would get a point. If you like helped judge an athlete or, you know, something like judge setups, like whatever it is, like help someone, yep. um, you would get a point for wearing your team shirt. And then you would get a point for a social media post about the open workout, you know, could be with or without your team colored shirt. But like, if you made a post like, ah, just smashed 23.1 with the 530 crew, like what a bunch of ballers. Um, So you had like, so each week you could get five points was the most you could get. So over the course of three weeks, like one person could get 15 points. And so it's basically like looking for like just participation and engagement. Um, And so each team you'd like tally up the points at the end and the team that had the most points won the affiliate cup. So nothing to do with scores. I know there are affiliates that are like, find a way to figure it. So like CrossFit Iron Spider, where I am now is like same thing to have it split up into, I think it's four teams. They have uh, split up for the open. Um, I didn't join the affiliate in time to join one of the teams. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. on the outside looking in, but they've got, I have to read the thing again, but there was a way that they were going to like average the scores and like, put it on a like a scale like basically one through five like what your score was kind of like got a numerical value yep one through five and then that all got added together to like you know so it is a little bit based on like your workout performance but it's exactly as you said like the intramural teams you know just having fun throwing down type deal so Mm -hmm. um you know i think there are a lot of affiliates that that do something like that Mm -hmm. um I don't see a reason you can't do both if people want to sign up for the opening and give it a go. Like all it is just adding a piece of paper um, that you have to fill out for that person. But yeah. Yeah. Aside from like, aside from I'm competitive and I want to see where I stack up, I don't have any other reasons for you to spend $20 and even less reasons for you to spend $50 for quarterfinals <laughs> later if, if and when you make it and, and even you less reason you, even less reason for you to spend 30 dollars on the official quarterfinals t-shirt yeah you earn the right to buy your shirt Fuck. earn the right i was i was fit enough for this shirt yeah so was my credit anyway <clears throat> so <Mine's not. laughs> <laughs> I think you did a I think you did you just did a great job laying out one way of doing an, an intramural or affiliate open. And mm-hmm. I like I think that's a great idea, right? If Don Fall came out and said, 
hey, we're going to do a presentation. We're going to open the books. I'm going to show you where every dime goes. That would be a hoss of a different color, as they say, a PN me. Mm -hmm. But everyone would be looking at uh, how, how much did you uh, settle that NSCA lawsuit for? I'm sure there would be some things that are like, you know, like in this is a combination, like they'd have like, um, like a black budget. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, <clears throat> undisclosed. And yeah. it, would be, it would be like uh, when you see proprietary blend on a supplement, and they're like, ah, yes. it's proprietary blend. You're like, yeah. Ah. So it would be painted supplements. It would be the NSCA uh, um, lawsuit settle. It would yep. be, of course, that would be positive revenue, right? Because they, um, yep. but still, it would be yep. the, the hand plan buyout. It would be yeah. negative what revenue. What else? What else would or they lease money out? What else would they like? Uh, who, um, it would be uh, golden parachutes for all the people who they hired and then fired in the last three years. Hired, fired, rehired. I'm hired, fired, rehired. Like all of yeah, all of the, the all of the payouts Whatever. for all of those staff. There's just a section that just stands by its own that just says Dave. That yeah. just like whatever, <laughs> like just whatever happened with Dave. Um, so, you'd so, have but, like any like stuff in out with Rogue. You'd have money in for when they signed the monster sponsorship. Yeah. Um, negative balance with the Noble sponsorship. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um I don't know. Wild stuff. It'd be wild. It'd be batshit. And I and I think like I I'm the kind of guy. This is just me. I'm the kind of guy who's like there has not been enough that has happened in the last three years, let's say, um to make CrossFit HQ matter to the regular crossfitter. Yeah. And they've doubled down on affiliates because like per capita, like the affiliates are their best access to their people. And so like, if you can get a message down to an affiliate owner, you directly affect 50 to 300 people. Right. Um, right. And so it makes sense to talk to the affiliate owners. Like, well, now you got to be level ones and level twos. And, you know, now you got to do this and now you blah, blah, blah. And they've been focusing a lot on that. But if you stand back, what you see is a lot of money going in and not a lot going out. Well, well, I, not a lot I being don't productive. know. Yeah. Well, and right. so like from the layman's perspective, like, and this is where <sighs> they need to come back and be like, you know, we did X, Y, and Z, not we're trying to do, or we're hoping to do like, yeah. show me the last three years of the books and highlight all the fuck ups. You want to earn my trust? Show me every place yeah. you made a mistake and what it cost you. Yeah. You know, and what you did to fix it. If anything. And what you did to fix it. And so like, and like, well, and like sometimes, so like a uh, sunk cost fallacy. Do you know that, that logical um, fallacy? Yeah, that they're all up there. I just get the names and whatever mixed up. So go over it. I do know <clears throat> that like it's it's up there somewhere. So the sunk cost fallacy. So let's say um, you hired a company to build you a website. Sure. <clears throat> you paid them ten thousand dollars, right? Yes. You're in the middle of the process of building the website, and you realize all of a sudden that 
you know, like one of your engineers comes to you and you're like, dude, we got to fix X, Y, and Z. It's going to totally change how we do, um, how we do the, our business. It's going to totally change like how we talk to people, how we market people, whatever's going on the website no longer works. Mm-hmm. Well, you're seven K deep in the like, project going through that project. The sunk cost yeah. fallacy tells you that there is a, a, a temptation to say to yourself, yeah, yeah, let's let's finish this and then we'll address that other thing, right? Because I've already sunk a cost of 7,000K of my 10K or 7K into my 10K. I've already sunk that into the project. It's a fallacy because you end up wasting more money almost every single time. And what you should do is be like, nope, this is a mistake. We're going to cut this project. We're going to exit. We're going to, we're going to, figure out what we got to do and we're going to head in a new direction. Um, and so if you succumb to a sunk cost fallacy, show me why, or if you didn't, we tried to avoid succumbing to a sunk cost fallacy. If we didn't do this and if, if this thing, this mistake cost us $50,000 or $150,000 or whatever it is, if we hadn't paid $150,000 to fix this, it would have cost us $350,000 to fix later. Right. Yeah. Show us like what you, Absolutely. Like, what was your strategy? The, the, the bullet, the bullets you dodged. Yeah. And like, uh, so we get it. You had fucking Greg and then Dave and then Rosa and then nobody, but kind of Dave and then Don fall. And like mm-hmm. in and around that is a whole bunch of other people like Gary Gaines. And now what's his fuck from bar. Um, Jada Coons. Jada Coons. Um, <laughs> Dick Heen. Um, like all, like we don't care. We, we know it's a giant. Yeah fucking bag of cats cool yeah. put the bag of cats on an x-ray machine and show us how fucking crazy it is like yeah. like show us what you're living for the last three years because yeah. right now if you don't do that it just looks like you're taking out a bunch of fucking money and having like and just like having a party i mean maybe they are i don't know um, and and <clears throat> and here's another thing like i i am a business owner i understand that like generating profit for the betterment of the lives of the people who either started the business or are primary owners in the business. Like that's like, that's how business operates. Like I'm okay with that. So show me the big fucking 25% of the pie that goes off to, you know, private equity. I don't care, man. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's I think if they like they have to do something. Like yeah. HQ needs to do something real. Like the buzzwords of we're working on, we're looking into, we're looking on, working into, we're gonna throw it at the wall, see what sticks, we're gonna circle back to that, like all the different business jargon that gets thrown out Mm -hmm. there to just like say something Mm -hmm. but you're not actually saying anything Mm -hmm. they need to hq needs to do something and not just like say something or do a town hall they need to do something to win back the trust of most affiliate owners and like you said i think most crossfitters the people that just show up to the affiliate monday through friday go hard in the paint and then go home 
could give two shits about who Don Fall is. They don't know who Dave Castro is or why he matters. Um, they don't know why this guy Savan makes podcasts over here about it. Like it, it doesn't matter, and they don't care. Yeah. Um, and and almost rightfully so because to them CrossFit is their affiliate. Yeah, it's what they experience. Which is which is where like I understand affiliate owners' frustration with HQ because they're like, hey, we're doing the thing. And mm. you're not helping us do the thing. Um, yeah. You know, I do as, as much as like, we'll put, I'll poke fun at like the affiliate collective guy. Like there are, he makes some good points where like he was sharing some stuff a couple days ago, like just some videos and some reels from some affiliates where they were like, yeah. Hey, look at Paul. Paul is 72 and he's doing a thruster. What a fucking savage, um, yeah. which is accurate. And he may not have been 72. He was an older gentleman. Um, mm. And he was doing thrusters like with an empty bar to a box and just smashing it. And mm-hmm. he posted, he was like better content than HQ has. And then it was like a different gym that was like our five thirty class, like doing some fun or another. And like, just like having fun with it. Uh, like in the bottom of the squat doing like head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes, grab the cone. Um, you know, that drill, like anyone listening to this, if you, you've probably taken a class that did something like that. Yeah. Um, and so they're doing that and it's like, you know, them just like having fun. And he's, and he's like shared it and was like better content than HQ has put out in the past three years. And I'm like, you're not wrong. Yeah. You know, you're not wrong. And it's not that HQ hasn't put out content, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not helping most people. A lot of the stuff that they've put out is how to fuck up scaling a pull-up. Yeah. Um, uh, like level one seminar staff, folk who don't get me wrong are phenomenal yeah but the average crossfitter or the average person who needs their life changed by an affiliate could at that moment could could give two fucks about chuck carswell explaining the like power output in a workout from a level one yeah but they'll post that and it's like that's that's cool yeah you're but that only affects a fraction of the people you're trying to reach, which is coaches. And of that fraction of people you're trying to reach an even smaller fraction, give enough of a shit to actually listen to it. And an even smaller fraction, give enough of a shit to like, listen to it, let it sink in. And then like either go and do something with it or research it further or go and get their level two or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's like, cool. You put out that piece of content of, of Chuck and, and Chuck is amazing, but it's not, affecting the change that's going to make lives better for the affiliates yeah which is like the affiliates are the whole thing without the affiliates crossfit doesn't really exist yeah like the methodology is out there but crossfit yeah. the company crossfit the sport doesn't exist without the affiliate um so i understand their frustration there's a little part of me that is like some of the best advice i've ever gotten is helps not coming um <laughs> yep so if if you are truly like hanging on HQ to save you, mm. you're already done. You're already done, bro. Um, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And not that not that you don't deserve help, but if you <clears throat> if you want help, like you can go get help. It's just probably not going to be at HQ at least right now. Yeah. Um, and which is sad, but it's like I. It's, his name is Frank, the affiliate collective guy. I'm just gonna, say frank instead of saying the affiliate collective guy uh yeah. like frank makes some good points in that in that you know regard where he's like 
HQ is not doing enough for the affiliates. And it's like, you know, if you're going to say they're not doing enough, you then have to define what is enough. Like, yeah, for sure. Like, 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 what's the other side of that coin? Because yeah. if they're like, they're not doing enough, but then you never set a definition of what enough is, then they're always going to not be doing enough or you're always going to think they could be doing more. Yeah. Um, but until you know, like how much money, like as, as Sam said, like you see the books, how much money's coming in, out, up, down, sideways. <laughs> and, and then you put a definition on like what enough is. Yeah. And then you try and like marry those two. Okay. Enough is this, but we only have money for this. Well then cool. Like then that's got to be the, the thingy mm-hmm. and nobody knows what that is. Yeah. So it's hard to like, I don't know, marry that, make that happen, but I get it. That was like a side tangent on like affiliate stuff. We were talking about the open, but well, I want to, this is, so this is interesting. I want to, I want to hop back over here. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so this is the data, right. And so thank God for data. You can see a lot in data, right? So, mm. uh, registration started January 9th. The open sure. workout 24 one starts Feb 29, 24, three ends March 18, right? 52 days for registration before the first workout plus 19 days between workouts, right? Here's where we are currently. So this is all historical, right? Yep. This is open registration currently 2024. And so separated by uh, male and female 16 to 54 male and female 14, 15, and 55 plus are the green and yellow. Um, and then finally, total registrations from uh, 15th for the last week, right? So we're already 183, 357. So what did I say? Last last year, we were looking at, oh, so this is this is a day by day. Um, yeah, so we're, we're way down. Well, because 2023, you're at 321 by February yeah. 21st. Right. Well, so then there was this this little notice, right? There's incentive from Noble to register, right? So if you look at the 2022, oh, yeah. it's a little, yeah. So like that's skewed. This is right. a little bit more reasonable. But even then, that. that's when Noble was like, hey, save yeah. $2 if you spend $100. Right. No free shipping. <clears throat> so what I, I, what I think is interesting about this, so top 15 countries by athlete nationality, it's not cool. even fucking close. Like, wow. Like by, not by like yeah. double, but, but like multiples by a factor of fucking five, like yeah. the United to the, States to the is, next country to the next, yeah. like to the next country. Right. And then France, yeah. what's interesting about this is, 13,000 people registered for the open. A thousand of them belong to Dan Chaffee and CrossFit Loop. Well, that's, what was, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I was like, that's, that's like half the membership at CrossFit Loop. I know. Um, that's I hilarious. Know. Anyway, uh, I want to know, like, for the, because, uh, you know, Greg in for the, uh, was it the 2019 games when he let everyone in? And it was if you not everyone, but if you if you're the national champion for your country yep. in the yep. open, you get a bid to the games. Yep. Um, and th- that first event, it was an amazing workout, but you had like 160 people yeah. um, doing that first event. And you, um, the logistics. I just like, I bet you like for that those first like two three events when they were like doing the cuts, like just mm-hmm. Dave and Boss just sweating where they were like. God, this timeline's fucking tight. We got 72 guys in heat one. Like I Jesus. Um, anyways, like that was Greg trying to like globalize the sport and trying to like incentivize people to 
to go because if it was like, hey, like you gotta make it to your regional and then qualify from regionals. And I understand people's gripe where they were like, hey, there are some people and and I thought this way as well, where it's like, hey, there are some people at the CrossFit Games that year that cannot do a legless rope climb. Yeah. That athlete does not belong at the games. True. Mm. Yep. However, you needed to do something. You had to like take two steps back to go 10 steps forward. Mm. If we only, because like the regional, uh, regional semifinal sanctional, whatever breakdown of how many athletes got to spot the games was broken down by like the size of that region in terms of registration and participation. Right. So it's like, of course the United States had 20 of the 38 athletes at the games because there's as Sam just said, a factor of five greater athletes. Yeah. But if you want to get people, if you want to grow the sport globally, Mm -hmm. you have to start making it attainable. You know, if it's only one person from the entirety of Europe Mm -hmm. that makes it to the games, Mm -hmm. then like, it's the same thing as when people go, I'm not signing up, signing up for the open because I'm not going to the games. They're like, why would I sign up? I'm not even going to come close to beating it. So what's the point? Right. Same thing in those other countries. So there's only one slot to go. Well, <clears throat> I'm not the fittest person in France. So what the fuck am I going to do it for? So right. no, I'm not signing up. I'm not doing it. So thank um, you for making my point. Yeah. You need, you need to incentivize non-competitive yeah. athletes. Not just affiliates. But I, but I agree with you. I, but, but it's it's the argument the same. For the open. Yes. For the, yeah. yeah. It's the same thing. Who you're aiming at. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, you could, you could bitch and moan about it all you wanted. Like, oh, there's all these people at games and they don't believe, don't belong at the games. Or if you're going to have all these people at the games and they should be allowed to complete the games. And I'm like, first off, first off, like you needed to let all those people in to try and like get people from other countries onto it and grow mm-hmm. the sport and make it bigger. You want these athletes to make money. You want the like sport to, you want them to have a deal with ESPN or NBC or whatever, right. and like not have the shitty streaming from the games where it's like filmed with a potato from across the football field. Yeah. Like, like you got to grow the sport. You got to make it bigger to get money into it, to make it a thing. Right. And you needed to have all those people in there to do that. But then also like uh, the argument that got me was like, oh, they should have been able to finish. Like, nope. Because guess what? The Jamaican bobsled team does one run and then they're like, no, nope, you're out right. at the Olympics. And then they're right. like, cool, you're still in whatever country for three weeks with your country, but you don't get to do any more events because you lost. Right. So um, anyways. Sports. Well, so two quick things I want to two things, two quick things I want to highlight. First of all, this, this is absurd. Ooh. Superforce CrossFit out of Brazil, 458 people registered for that, for that, for the open in that affiliate. That's almost double the next closest affiliate, which is in the United States. And then there's Brazil, Austin for a sec. It's just CrossFit Bison, but I I was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. And then it's Brazil, Brazil, Portugal, Spain. We don't even get to another American affiliate until we get to Roots. And then there's not another American, huh? There's crossroad. Nothing. Yeah. We don't get to another American affiliate on the top 10 list. But what drove what what I think is really interesting. So, like, first of all, like hats off to these people. And that tells you exactly how big like. So if I come back up to this one, Brazil is the fourth largest 
um, mm -hmm. number of affiliate of registrations by nationality, by country, right? But they have three of the top 10 uh, most registered athletes by affiliate inside yep. of the, like, that's, that's bonkers. So that's nutty. this is the one that kills me. Top 10 ages of registered athletes. It's all people in their thirties. Yeah. Like it's, it's, Oh, wait, 29. That's me. Uh -huh. wow, so with, with that single lone exception, right? No. Yeah. It's, it's all your masters. It's 29 through 38 is what it is. Yeah. Right? It's what not all like they're not into the masters. Like 29 to 34 is like, none of those are masters. Category, but what do you mean? None of like you get yet 35, 36, oh, for competitive, but like, I'm thinking about the, yeah. open. the age range yeah. for the open is oh. 18 to 55. Right. Sorry. You, yeah. Yeah. You knew what I, you knew what I, meant. I, I know what you, you meant, but you're still wrong. Yeah. So like <laughs> what I, what I think okay, is interesting thanks. about, so like, look at this though. So the yeah. entire, the entire fucking thing, like top 10 age ranges, right. And you know, relatively close, like there's, you know, good consistency, but it's all 29 to 38. Yep. I want to know the average number of years each like the, each of those age groups have been doing the open. Mm. I bet you it's between. I bet you it's between five and twelve years. Probably most of them. I bet. Yeah, I would. I would guess that these are people who have been, they've been doing CrossFit since pre Greg Tweet. And like, we didn't just like blow up with people in their thirties. It's all people who started in their twenties and have stuck around. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, I, I would love to see the data on that. I should send him a, send him a thing. I don't know if he can get access to that. And then registrations by age group division, you know, obviously 18 to 34 is, is a big chunk. And then about half that much is 35 to 39. Mm. Yeah. And then women, same thing. Well, I, I guess <clears throat> at the end of the day, I'd love to see more from HQ in terms of being transparent about what they're doing with their money. Um, mm. And not that they have any obligation to do so, but you know, also if you want, if you want to earn my trust, okay, you can earn it or, you know, not. And that's fine. Um, if you're telling me that you're using three and a half million dollars to pay salaries, then I'll just go give my 20 bucks to my friend and like, yeah, or like I'll, I'll go to my affiliate and be like, Hey, what never gets bought? I'll buy one of it, you know? Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's all I want. Just want a clear understanding of where my money goes. Yeah, I get you. Um, any other fun stuff about the open? Let's uh, let's let's wrap this one up with like an actual because we did quote unquote predictions in the last episode, but it was mostly just us like just shouting out random movements like ooh wall ball med ball clean. Like, <laughs> so give me an actual prediction, and we know it's not going to be. I can't say we know. But it's not like, a repeat. No, it's not going to be a repeat because he was like, it's the most unique thing we've ever done. Yeah. So give me your best guess for twenty four point one. See, we're going to record another episode before 
24.1 happen well or before like people do it we'll probably know what it is uh uh it'll get announced now we won't know oh we might because it might get released at like noon or three so it's it's at three eastern so it's noon pacific so it'll be the middle of that the middle of that episode um in theory so it'll just be like recording an episode be like oh we should just put this whole up we just put this whole fucking episode live to youtube and so it'll be yeah um Real deal prediction. Mm. <laughs> I already um, don't like where your head's going. Already. <laughs> so I think it's, I, I think it's, um, a ladder is, but it's one of those timed ladders. So like zero to three minutes or yeah, zero like to four minutes. Time. You have to finish this. Right. You can add time. <clears throat> and, finish. Yep. and I think, okay. um, it'd be a bitch to judge, but this is not a, not a real open prediction, but like, this is what I'd love to see. Um, something that would be awful for a tall person, but also beneficial for a tall person would be like, um, row cows or echo bike and like double dumbbell shoulder overhead and so mm. like zero to zero to three minutes three rounds of <laughs> so bad <laughs> three rounds 20 cal row and um like 20 dumbbell shoulder overhead and the next round is like 22 and 22 and then yeah. it's 24 and 24, something yeah. like that. I knew that's where your head was going to go as soon as you were like, every show was like, modifier. Yeah. Um, like, I think that would be horrible. <sighs> Just like blow out, blow out your arms on your pole, blow out your legs, yeah. like jack your heart rate. Like, okay, cool. Now go move to independent unilateral objects. Like I could just see being like, Oh you know. yeah, everyone's everyone's shoulder mobility just gets exposed. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so now give me your actual open prediction because <clears throat> I don't want to say it now. Again, the, I, the the clue was the picture of the mushroom. Oh fuck, I forgot like, about the mushroom. It's a big red mushroom. So like my initial thought was like could be like rowing in wall balls again because the mushroom makes Mario taller. Um, so something that would benefit tall people, but, um, yeah, but, but that's not unique. We've done rolling wall balls. Oh, yeah. Honestly, you know, like, you know, what could be gross. What, everything. Anything. Again, well, th- this is just a top, but it's like, it's, it's something unique is if we, uh, so it's just a, a pair of dumbbells, um, dumbbell thruster, uh, devil's press, like that little pairing right there. Um, I, I'm, I can't even in my head like a rep scheme like at 21, 18, 15, 12, 9, 6, 3, something stupid. Oh, um, gross. But like just like, you know, dumbbell thruster and uh, devil's press because we haven't, de- haven't done a devil's press um, in the open. And so I'm just trying to think of movements that, that when they're like, oh, we're it's unique. I'm trying to think of stuff that we haven't done yeah. that would be not a pain in the dick to judge. Like, I don't know. Like I... Just trying to think of stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, Truth be told, we're all of us are just spitballing. We have no fucking clue. Um, oh, no one has any idea what Dave's clues no. mean at all. No, no. I and he is just hell bent on screwing with all of us, and it doesn't matter because we'll find out on Thursday, and yeah, we're gonna do it anyway. We'll no. Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> this episode will go live. We'll do the uh, we'll do um, the next week's episode. We'll do it live to YouTube. So that'll be fun. I'll make sure that my oh, you muted yourself. What'd you do? Can you hear me? I can now. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, my shit fucked up. <clears throat> but that's neither here nor there. So it's probably a good a good indication I need to cut this off. Um, Kevin, enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next week when we all find out what the hell it is we're going to be doing for three weeks in a row. <laughs> yep. It's going to be great. Take care, my friend. We'll see everybody you next as well. Week.